Hi, uh, is this the Arby's corporate office? I have a meeting with... Come in, young squire, and let me regale you. I am the one they call the tail master. Um, I'm sorry. I, I don't have time for this. I, I have a meeting. Shut your filthy whole mouth and sit down, for I have a story to tell thee. It was the year 2000. The Nintendo 64 was still the top console. Sugar Ray was considered a good band somehow. Limp Biscuit was a thing. And that's when something happened. Something nobody could have predicted. They made a good Marvel movie. You see, X-Men had come out. And sure, Batman before it, it made a lot of money. But it had so recently totally shit the bed that comic book movies were considered taboo. But X-Men came out, made a shit ton of money, and changed movies forever. And now, seven of the ten highest-grossing films ever are comic book movies. And nerds rejoice. And so I task thee, you, and your friends, the fellowship of shitty podcasts, to gather for one purpose, to discuss your five favorite comic book movies. But what if one of us doesn't pay attention and does like a different type of comic movie list? Then fuck that guy in his stupid bearded face. It's top five favorite comic book movies this week or nothing good. Well, <laughs> I don't know who the hell that old guy was, but that's a hell of an intro. <laughs> really yeah, he, he, the, his accent went all over the fucking place by the end uh, of that thing. Yeah, I don't know whose stupid face he was talking about, but I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, welcome to another wonderful episode. I've been looking really forward to this episode a lot because uh, we get to talk about comic books and movies at the exact same time. That's a wonderful combination. Um, gentlemen, how are you guys doing this fine day? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about this topic, too. This is, you know, two of our favorite things smashed together at once. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For sure. Yes. It's going to be Agreed. good. I, 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 I'm going to disagree with you in terms of the funness of this, because I've been fucking like tormenting myself coming with this list. This what we're going to be talking about today. I have spent at least 15 minutes thinking intently prior to the start of this episode about what this list is supposed to be. Um, 
Jeff, you, you nailed it, man. Like we've we have really become, you know, adults in 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 the world of comic book movies. You know, growing up, the 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 thing that we were all kind of like a little embarrassed about, the thing we kind of got picked on a little bit. You know, those fucking comic books, man. All comic books are for for kids, or they're for nerds, or something. Now comic books rule the fucking world. They rule entertainment. They rule pop yep. culture. You know, all the people who would give you shit for having a Spider-Man comic or an X-Men comic are now the fucking people that are all there with their bros on opening night, you know, after going to Red Robin and are now sitting there front row of the fucking movie, you know? So it's uh, it's amazing how we've been able to, like, grow up through this and just see how it's come full circle. For sure. And the merchandising just wasn't available when we were kids. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I was picked on a lot for being a comic book kid. And now when I see like a, a, a gaggle of six-year-olds running around with their Captain America and Spider-Man shirts, I want to grab one of those little fuckers by the shirt <laughs> and I'm going to pull them in. I want to say, I got my ass kicked every day in 1993 and 1994 so you could fucking wear this. So show some goddamn respect. Also tell your mom I said hello. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was, I was. Listen, I'll be honest, guys. I was closet comic book fan. Like, I did not advertise it. I didn't, I, you know. I, I was a, I was an athlete growing up, you know. And I, there was not a lot of commonality with, you know, the guys that I would play hockey with or play baseball with or do track and field with or anything, where we would sit down and talk about what's going on with Spider Man, or you know, what's mm -hmm. going on with Batman, or you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because, you know, you talk, start talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a 15-year-old, and they're like, fuck you, still talking about that shit about, you know? Um, so, yeah, this was something where, you know, there's some people you could still have those Star Wars conversa conversations with, and I did have a group of friends where, you know, we were all into professional wrestling, but I didn't have that comic book, like, brotherhood until really I met you guys, you know? And we all kind of realized we had this love for this thing, that was uh, that was really strong. Yeah, and there's there's two pieces of it. So one is, you know, when we were kids, it was not cool to be a nerd, which is way different than it is today. Uh, now it's super cool to be a nerd. Uh, and also, now there's so much comic book related content. When we were kids coming up in it, it was just new books came out on Tuesday. There was no such thing as comic book movies and even cartoons didn't really hit until the nineties. So it was, it was a different, it was a completely different time. And, you know, a lot of us were either in the closet about it or the ones that were out, were getting, you know, picked on for it. But now oh, nerd being nerds are King, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, as the tailmaster said, I mean, the fucking nerd one man as it, as it was. And I'm uh, fucking grateful for it because that's all that other shit is just, Temporary, but comic books. Stan, our main man, Stan, he forever. Mm -hmm. And you gotta give respect. We should do a Stan Lee episode sometime. Just to, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like, just respect. basically tell legends of the respect, man. Yeah. yeah. But before we get rocking, gents, let's get fired up. What are we drinking? I'll lead off because I'm drinking something different. Uh, I'm drinking the Bubbles Rose Ale. From yeah. Ryan, guys, a little sweet for my taste, but I, it's quite refreshing. So, very good. I'm drinking uh, General Braddock's from Brew Gentleman and Brad PA. 
It's their flagship IPA. Beautiful. Mac. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going back to the beach, everybody. Uh, you know, the weather is starting to get a little bit nicer here and everything. So uh, I am drinking again some of my uh, favorite beer from uh, Weeping Radish. Uh, this is their red ale. So uh, enjoying that here today. Doc, why don't you tell us what you're drinking? Uh, I am I am drinking the those boring fossil. I'm drinking water. It's fine. Uh, it's for me. Got to get early in the morning, so. Well, since you're drinking water and you're the one that has to get up early, would you, sir, regale us with your topic? Allow, allow me to tell the listener the rules that we kind of pre-established that everybody but Mac listened to. Uh, we want your top five, shut up, your top five favorite comic book movies. <laughs> and you got one honorable mention. We could all go on for, I mean, on me personally, my list, I had like eight honorable mentions that I had to whittle it down to, right? But you got one and your top five favorite comic book movies doc would you would you take us yeah yeah for sure it's on a journey uh, uh so doc if, if i may real quick before you get into your yeah. before you get into your list what's up uh okay Drew. <laughs> i i did i fuck you <laughs> <laughs> and fuck drew just just because we didn't we haven't said it in a while <laughs> so um i did pay attention to and follow the rules. It's not my fault that in the 55 million text messages that uh, some of our cohorts just flip-flop the words bunch back and forth about favorite, best, best favorite. And uh, But you know what? I woke up this morning and I chose peace. So with that being said, Herb, thank you for that moment. Noah, fuck you. Oh, gentle, sweet. Okay, so my honorable mention was really difficult uh, because my my number five mention flip flopped multiple times. It was that was the hardest part of this whole thing. Like, what do I keep mm -hmm. on the list? What don't I keep on the list? Anyhow, uh, my honorable mention is uh, just a turn of swamp thing. Uh, that oh. movie, which I feel confident. In the years we've all been friends, I don't think I ever really talked to any of you about my enjoyment and appreciation for Swamp Thing movies as a kid. But that shit, those movies, like uh, Best Video on Pen Avenue in Wilkinsburg, one of the few movies I would adamantly want to rent every weekend was either Swamp Thing or Return of Swamp Thing. Um, I awesome. love the character. I love the, 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 the horror element, the scary element of the character, the magic, the dark magic. Um, so yeah, it's Return of Swamp Thing, if you've never seen it, it's way less serious than the first one. Mm -hmm. Different actors all together. Um, very kid-friendly. Um, but it all, it gets a, an extra little nod from me um, because it was the first time I saw Heather Locklear ever was in this movie as a kid. So it gets bonus points for that. Uh, but yeah, Return of Swamp Thing. Excellent very movie nice. for being really bad. Jones, you and I have had conversations about your your love and affection for Swamp Thing. So I am not surprised by you saying that. And uh, I, I do want to add Even that, though it's not in my list, it did get strong consideration because, you know, I have gone back and rewatched mm -hmm. those movies. I grew up watching those movies. And like you said, the horror effect, it's all practical, right? You know, the, the makeup and the character and everything. Right. I, I thought was phenomenal as a kid. You know, I, I actually loved... Uh, their portrayal of Swamp Thing. Yep. 
The first one's good because any any comic book movie with titties is immediately mm-hmm. bumped up. Hundred percent. Yep. And shout out to my parents right, when they it. watch it and they shouldn't have. Yep. Shout out to my dad as well. He's like, fuck it, I don't care. That and the Toxic Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can watch it. It's good. All right, Jones. So who are, are we doing this uh, honorable five, four, three, two, one, or everyone goes their honorable? I think everybody. Yeah, everybody did honorable, and it's kind of so I will, uh, I will hop in with my honorable mention, and it's, it is strange. I'm just gonna say how I did my list is I made a top ten, which was difficult, and then I cut it off at number six. Six became honorable mention in the top five, so it was, it was interesting to see after introspection what came in. And honorable mention is Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. I, it, I, I think Guillermo del Toro is a fucking mastermind of everything he does. I think it takes. The Hellboy franchise, which is a brilliantly drawn series of comics, and I think it just it just it, t- it takes chances and it pays off. Which after the emotional gravitas that the first movie definitely shouldn't have had, but did have, it was it was tough to top it. And um, yeah, so coming in an honorable mention for me is Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Solid, Matt. solid movie. Nice. So this is th- this. Oh my god! So fucking hard. Mm-hmm. So what she to, said. You know, <laughs> my the, the, the thing is, is that my top my top three are like undoubtedly my top three. There's there just there there's no you know getting around that. Once I get past the top three, trying to kind of go through and pick and choose, you know, because I mean I'm going I'm going all the way back to you know. Dick Donner's Superman, you know, going through the years mm-hmm. up to we hit the golden age of cinematic comic book movies and and just everything in between. Um, so I'm going to go off. I'm going to go here. My honorable mention, everybody. And there's a specific reason for this. Is going to be the animated TMNT. The animated Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja Turtles movie. Now, Jones, you and I went and saw this movie together in theaters. If you'll, if you'll recall, love that movie. It's, it's, and there's a reason why. There is a scene in this movie, everybody, about halfway through Act Two, where Leonardo is trying to track down the fucking uh, Night Watcher, who is being played at this point by Raphael, because as Leonardo went off to kind of discover himself, how to be a leader. You know, the turtles weren't really doing turtle things. Now, again, there wasn't really any shredder. There was a little bit of foot, but that's kind of it. So Raphael took upon himself to not be a turtle, but to be his own character. And of course, Leonardo doesn't really give a shit about this vigilante running around doing stuff. So he wants to go ahead and stop the Night Watcher. Well, when he has this realization that fucking that's Raphael, and they're sitting there on the rooftop and it's raining, and they're kind of mm-hmm. counter walking and stalking each other. Jones, I remember you saying to me after this, like, this is what fucking Obi-Wan versus Anakin should have been in episode three. Mm-hmm. I stand by that shit. And this, they're and sitting there talking to each other, and Leonardo fucking looks at Raphael and he goes, it's because I'm better than you. And He's like, I'm just better and, than you. And they just, oh, shit. <laughs> they just fucking go. And like that whole that whole thing to me, and I just remember sitting there in the theaters and just shows like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, 
that 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 for its complete just that whole sequence and that that time in that movie uh and it's a good movie it is a it's it's a very good teenage mutant ninja turtles movie it's a good animated movie it's got a good cast it's enjoyable that's my honorable mention i uh, i just want to jump in real fast with a quick fun quick story about when i saw that movie uh, I went to that's when the Hollywood Theater reopened in Dormont in Pennsylvania. And that was one of the first movies they showed. So I um, and I feel like the incriminating evidence is, as long as it's past the statute of limitations. I got belligerently stoked before I went <laughs> to see this movie at the like like I was surprised I walked into the door. And as I'm standing there and I and I'm at the snack bar about to wreck it because I'm stoned and I turn around and there's a film crew from WQED there and they're interviewing people about the uh teenage mutant ninja, about the hollywood theater reopening uh and i made eye contact and he's like hey so the guy shouts to me would you like to be interviewed about the theater and i said okay and the interview i did made air it's still on the wqed red eyes <laughs> like i'm a fucking zombie talking just babbling about uh, the Hollywood theater. So I remember very little of that movie except that fight scene. Uh, but I remember, um, can't believing that I got interviewed for the PBS affiliate in Pittsburgh. Uh, well, I was high as a kite watching the Ninja Turtles. Cool. Yeah, you know, and in the movie too, uh, Mako is doing the voice mm -hmm. of Splinter. The racism level is way down on this one than it is for uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, yeah, so, you got Chris Evans as Casey Jones. You got Sarah Michelle Gellar playing April O'Neil. You know, decent voice cast. Patrick Stewart's in this motherfucker. Lawrence Fishburne. Mm -hmm. Can't deny Solid it. movie. Jafar, what's your honorable mention? Yeah, so for me, I had a hard time wrangling in honorable mention. My top five were pretty solid. Uh, and I mean, I could list 50 different comic book movies here as honorable mentions. But the one I'm going to go with is Frank Miller's Sin City. I was a huge fan of the books. And when they announced that they were making a movie, I was like, there's no way like they can be true to the source material. Like, hey, it's it's way too graphic. And there's no way that they could pull off the black and white back white style with just a splash of red and a splash of yellow. And Robert Rodriguez, man, he fucking crushed it. He knocked man. it out of the park. The cast was amazing. It was so true to the source material. Like it was a home run. Second one, not so much, but the first Frank Miller Sin City was fantastic. That's my honorable mention. What a Incredible fucking cast in that movie, too. I'm sure it'll pop up later uh, on as we discuss it as well. Doc, your number five all time favorite comic book movie. Thus far, uh, let's just say it. that. Thus and far. again, yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so it's flop between these two but in the end i think it's the emotional attachment that i have uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles the original live action it's just mm -hmm. i i just connect with it on such a early memory level we have an entire episode about this so i'm not going to go into detail but a movie it just i wrote uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles enough said i mean yeah it's a, it's just a great film it's fun a little racist a little sensitive in some points now, years later, but still, you know, it's still a fun film, and it does just the practical effects are fantastic, the uh, puppeteering's fantastic. The thing about it, just about everything about it, it's just so well done, and you could tell that there was some respect 
for taking the movie kind of seriously. It wasn't a joke mm-hmm. to the cast and crew. At least it, it, that's how it came across to me. So that is 100% my number five. Yes, go back in the archives, dear listener, and listen to our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Still yes. one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It is uh, it, it is a classic film. Um, I'm going to hop. Yeah, me, me and Dave weren't there for I, that, but I, we have opinions as well. I really... I really want. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really hope one day we can just kind of do an episode where Jeff and I get to chime in on shit that we weren't a part of. Jeff, maybe, <laughs> maybe you and I are able to do a Dave and Jeff like episode or two where we talk about some of that shit we weren't there. But yeah, just to catch up, just, you know, just to kind of catch up. But um, it, it wasn't like it was that many episodes. <laughs> it wasn't that many. It was like a handful of them. <laughs> Wise man says forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Never Damn pay right. full price. Never pay Classic. full price, man. Fucking beautiful. Um, gonna hop in here. Uh, my number five is a movie that I still to this day have uh, endearment. To me, if you ask me, when did the MCU truly start? It started with the one MCU movie that no one's gonna ever acknowledge as being a part of it, and that is 2004's The Punisher, starring Thomas Shane as my number five. I think it's a solid action movie, dude. That's a highly underrated yes. movie. Mm. Thomas Shane's yes. Thomas Shane's my Punisher. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like I love John Barthol and everything, but Thomas Shane's my Punisher. It was excellent. As excellent as a straight up action movie. Take the comic bookness out of it. It's still a great movie. Uh, but you put it in there. They did Frank Castle great. They made him relatable. They brought him down to earth. Rebecca Roman is super hot. Uh, ben Foster. That was when he was trying to prove himself as an actor and he nailed it in that movie. You can even tolerate John Travolta throughout the whole thing. Uh, Kevin Nash as the Russian. Excellent. Um, I love that movie. It's one of those movies that never gets enough credit when you're talking about comic book movies. One of the criteria for my list, the main criteria is, is the movie on? Do I catch it on? Do I see it in my DVD shelf? Is it in my digital library? Uh, And is it hard for me to resist watching it? Because it's that good. And I put 2004 The Punisher. Uh, And my favorite moment of the movie is when Harry Heck plays that song with Thomas Shane in the diner. And it just, it's like, like how ballsy is it to put a moment like that in a movie like The Punisher? And it's just, it's just badass. I fucking love that movie. Matt, what's your five? Uh, this, this one, guys, was the hardest one for me. Because there, there's so many movies that I have a fondness for that I, that I, I went back and forth. You know, I thought about putting The Incredibles in there. But mm. for me, The Incredibles, even though it's a, it's the best Fantastic Four movie that's ever made. It's not, it's, and it is a comic mm-hmm. movie, but it's not from a comic book. So I kind of discredited that. Go and I, and I keep coming back to, there were three of them and I kept going back and forth through. So, you know, I, I love Kick-Ass because it was really like one of the first R-rated comic book adaptations that they kind of did. And, and Nick Cage and, and, and Chloe Grace Moretz as hit girl fucking just nail it in that. Uh, and then I went to 30 Days of Night because I just thought that movie was just so well done. But I gotta go with back to Frank Miller, and I gotta go with 300. Um, right. You know, there's there's a lot of Zack Snyder out there when it comes to comic book <laughs> movies. Um, it is, there is, and 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 I have a lot of things to say about Zack Snyder, the director. But one thing I will absolutely say about him is that the motherfucker knows how to frame a shot, mm-hmm. and there is not mm-hmm. one frame of that movie that is just not visually just punches you in the dick going down the highway at 70 miles an hour because you just listed the last six songs of hot fuss right throwback 
Uh, yeah, throwing it back to a previous episode here. Um, this one also has a little bit of a, of a fondness for me because it's one of the last movies I went to the theaters with with my dad. And, mm. you know, my dad wasn't my dad was a comic book movie. He wasn't even really a big movie guy. My dad liked the Steven Seagal movies in the 90s where, you know, every time a dude's arm broke, it just sounded like a stock of celery getting ripped in half. Right. Mm-hmm. So like this, <laughs> this was just something I was like, Dad, I got a fucking movie for you. It's called 300. It's based off a comic book, but let's just go see it. And my dad was just loving it because it was everything he wanted. It's just people just fucking beating the shit out of people and just slaughtering <laughs> people. And it was just right up his alley. And, uh, you know, for that reason alone, too, um, that movie has a very special place for me. And, and that makes him a number five. Awesome. Awesome. Jafar. Good choice. Hit me with that five. Yeah. Number five for me is uh, the 10th movie release in the MCU based on a comic book that before the movie came out, nobody had read or heard of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. And uh, for those who can see my screen, right above my head is Baby Groot. And then over here I have uh, from opening night of uh, the IMAX release of Guardians of the Galaxy. That movie is so good good. from start to finish. The replay value is fantastic. The cast is awesome. they ended up playing such a critical role in the MCU moving forward. And fucking James, man, that dude can do no wrong. He's extreme. No. Unless you get fired for doing wrong things as <laughs> in your <laughs> younger day. Yeah, you know. Unless you literally do wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> if if you if any of you guys have watched Peacemaker, uh, or if you haven't, yep. I highly recommend watching well, Peacemaker. Well, James Gunn is just filming it right now. And I'm super stoked for Guardians 3. Yep, Jeff, just going back to that, just the fucking Suicide Squad. That's the best DCEU movie that they've done. That movie oh, yeah. is so much fun. It is so well it is so well done and all those pieces were put in such great play in that movie. Um and I give him a thousand percent of the credit. Like he he got a chance to make a movie without really cuz DC doesn't give a shit. We know that. They don't like they'll just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Marvel has a very specific plan yeah. he's got to work with. When you gave him just a blank check and said, spend it, look what he did. It was phenomenal. Yeah, he not he yeah. crushed oh, it yeah. with that. Yeah. That's in my top five movies, Suicide Squad, the movies I didn't expect to cry in. You know, the Suicide Squad for Taika Waititi's yeah. cameo and that. I'm like, oh shit, what the hell is happening yeah. to me right now? Uh, Doc. Number four. What's your number four? All right, so now we're getting into serious business, right? Um My number four, if this were a best combo movie adaptation deal, uh, this would probably be in the top three. Uh, but, it, you know, I love this film. It's And my kind of what you're saying about your criteria, my criteria for this, uh, listen, and with any favorite I have in a film genre that will ever cover, my criteria is always, if I catch it on at TV, any point, will I just stop what I'm doing and watch it? Yeah, Whether just put it on, no matter where, yeah. Yep, yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah. And it, if I will, it's on the list on varying levels of, of, of excitement. <clears throat> but number four is easily, easily uh, Dark Knight. Um, yeah. This movie is just such a, an achievement, like a cinematic achievement based on source material. Um, it's so good. Like, even parts of the movie, like, nobody's perfect. 
like in terms of like story beats and pacing, like even parts of it, like, you know, it could have been better. It's still so good. Everybody did such a good job. Even Christian Bale, who quite frankly, you know, he ain't exactly the best actor I've ever seen. And he doesn't do a great Bruce Wayne, but he does a good job. Everybody does a good job. You know, we can go on about Heath Ledger. The whole cast did an excellent job. Score is great. Shots great. Everything's great about it. So yeah. easily one of my favorite uh, movies ever, honestly. Uh, and it has a firm place in number four. I don't think it's ever going to go up or go down. I think it solidified its place. Just as good as so, considering how good it is. If you remove the cape and the cowl, if you remove the tumbler, it's still an excellent film for what it is. You know, a crime movie. You know, but, yeah. Yeah, the overall character study that they were able to pull off with Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. and his Batman, like, it's just cinematic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If we were doing a, a, a best list, uh, it'd be real hard not to put that one at the top just because of how yeah. well the sound design in that movie is, much less Heath Ledger's performance, much less you got a, it's a movie with Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman in it as well as supporting actors. I mean, you just got excellent... Yeah, uh, it e- it even makes Aaron Eckhart tolerable for five minutes. You know, and, is, and, oh yeah, impressive. Gary Oldman, by the way, fucking yeah. always so good. Harvey, uh, get your hands off my son! It's like, oh, you don't, you feel that shit. And and also, mm-hmm. any movie that has Michael Jai White in it uh, is infinitely better than any movie without Michael Jai White in it. <laughs> he's, he's hashtag always right. respond on that one. I fucking mm-hmm. love Michael Jai White. We're gonna do Black Dynamite one day. It's so fucking good. Oh, my God. It's one of my all-time favorites. But speaking of all-time favorites, now, I did a project. Uh, this is my number four when I was bored at work a few years ago uh, because Endgame and, uh, had just come out. So I decided to rank numerically, as you know, I love sometimes random data, uh, all the MCU movies. Um, this came in at number two of my MCU movies, and it is the only MCU movie on my top five list. Um, because it's the, it is my favorite. It is, if it's not my favorite, it's my second favorite MCU movie. And that would be Thor Ragnarok. Uh, nice. That may, that may come up on my list as well. Yeah. Movie is fucking incredible. I'll save it for, 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 for you to go into it a little bit more, but it's, it makes you feel, it makes you laugh. It's fucking action packed. It's got great use, and it's the evolution of the MCU movies. You know what I mean? Where we can take these established characters and put them in a strange spot and cast it out the ass and make you care about new characters just as much as you care about the old ones. And um, I'm yep. right now going through the MCU with my kid. Uh, we just finished Guardians Volume Two. She loved it, and I'm just well. Like, if you love the Guardians, right, and and you love where this is going, I can't wait for her to get the ride off, dude. It's gonna be so good. Uh, but that's uh, was as we were saying, it gets it, it was tough to put movies on this list, but once it starts shaping up, it was hard to deny movies their place on the list. And that's how I feel about Riding the Rock. The the, yeah. the whole elevator sure. scene in that movie, Noah, oh, yeah. like to me, to me, is that movie. Mm-hmm. Just where where Thor has that conversation with Loki, where he's just able to say, you are who you are. And I accept that you are who you are. I know you're never going to change, and I don't need you to change to still love you as my brother, you know? Awesome. Like, that that whole that whole thing. And, and Loki's reaction to being fucking called out. Like, it is just the heart of that whole movie. It's, I think that's part of the magic of Taika Waititi and the way that he 
writes and directs that even though everything comes from that like comedic angle, like he can still hit you in the heart. He's good. Dude is so good. And I think that's, uh, and knowing what we know about where the MCU goes with in Infinity War and afterward, to know that that elevator scene is the last real, you know, conversation between the two of them, uh, at least to date, um, it's fucking awesome. So yeah, Ragnarok, mm -hmm. solid number four on my list. Mac, nice. where are you at? So uh, number four on my list, uh, I have to go with my favorite comic book character. And it's it, it's difficult because with Spider-Man, there have been some great, great iterations of the character. Um, Into the Spider-Verse is phenomenal. I love everything Tom Holland's done. I haven't seen No Way Home enough to know where it places. So I'm going to go with Spider-Man 2. Mm. Um the purest portrayal of the comic book version of Peter Parker that I grew up with. And I, I still hold Spider-Man 2 as being, I think, the the pinnacle of superhero comic book movies being made. Um, the, the arc that that character goes through, and just fucking everything with Dr. Octopus. I mean, oh, yeah. just, they, they nailed, Alfred Molina nails that portrayal of that character. Um, that whole subway fight scene is just perfect, you know, on the train and, and everything that kind of goes through, um, you know, as you said, Jones, is, is this a movie if it's on TV that I can just stop and am I just going to, I got, well, it's on now. No. So I'm, I'm just into mm -hmm. this. Um, it's, it's that movie. Um, but I also never get to the point where I catch it in middle of the movie because if I'm going through the, the guide and I see that it's coming on, well, that's where my channel is going to be tuned and I'm going to fucking catch it from the beginning and I'm just going to go all the way through. 100%. I think Molina set the blueprint for uh, like Marvel villains that would follow that. Yeah. They ignored it with Spider-Man 3, but then every MCU villain is, just, is, is like that's the blueprint from Obadiah staying on. I, I also I think that that's the, I think of the three Spider-Man movies, that's the one where Sam Raimi, I think, really felt comfortable making his movie. Like, I, I really do think that's his Spider-Man movie. You know, the first mm -hmm. one, you have no idea that you can pull it off. You don't know how it's going to work. Not to mention that they had to rework some shit because that came out after September 11th. And if you remember from the trailer, they had the, the, the trailer that nobody yep. will ever see again. Yep. You know, Peter Parker catches a helicopter from the fucking a bank robbery <laughs> and, you know, webs it between the two towers of the World Trade Center. Like, that was the original trailer of that movie. Yep. So, you know... You didn't get Willem Dafoe necessarily being as Willem Dafoe as he could be. You get that in No Way Home. Um, but I think this one, they're mm. just able to go for the ride. I don't, in the studio, you can tell it didn't really interfere as much with this one. They let him make his movie. And that's obviously, as we know, where Spider-Man 3 really kind of fell. So, Yep. Uh, Jafar, yep. number four. Yeah. You know, the fun thing about putting a list like this together is there's and so a lot many of movies, A lot right? of people don't. So many. When you think comic book movies, you think the MCU or the DCEU, but there's a lot of movies that were made from comic books that a lot of people don't even know were comic books. So my number four is one of those Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, fantastic uh, film by Edgar Wright. Mm, uh, mm. Michael Sarah does such justice to that character. Uh, and it's just a fun, 
funny action flick that's so well done artistically and stylistically that I think it has a for me it has a place on my list that anytime it's on I'm I'm doesn't matter where it is I'm turning it on for sure. And what a cast! Uh, the movie's excellent. What a cast all the way through. It's that so movie. good. It's so fun. Yeah, I can't wait to cover that long form for the show. Yes, you know because it's yes, so yes, yes. many, so many heavy hitters in there early in their career that it's just like it's fucking staggers you. Oh yeah. Into the cast, yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. You know, fucking excellent call though. So much round groundbreaking. Doc number three. We're getting into the Sorry. top three. The bronze medal. Who gets the right. bronze? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who gets the, and this is where like the nitty gritty of like, you can tell a lot about a person, I think when it comes to like favorite movies and like when you get into like a, like, like comic book films, uh, number three is also Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, and you know, Jeff said it really well, but few films and i every, you know everybody here we're, we're big movie people so we like to suggest films to our friends or friends of friends or family members that's what one of the things we do and you're like you, you know you kind of get off on knowing that they enjoyed something that you suggested because you oh this is so good check this out scott program is one of the very few count on one hand list of movies that i to anybody i'm like it, it doesn't matter what kind of movies they even like i'm like you will like this it's fun it is a truly enjoyable it's visually pleasing that it's the pacing so damn good. It's just good. It's well thought out. I mean, the movie is so fun. And uh, I don't think there's been a single person that didn't come away going, that was, that was a good movie. I, I didn't know what to expect out of that, but that was, <laughs> yeah. that was a wild, wild ride. I'm like, yeah, right. Like it, it's the closest thing I think I've ever seen to a comic book adaptation. Like it yeah. feels like a comic book adaptation ripped right out of the pages and it gets a solid three spot for me. Uh, so um, yeah. can so verify over. on the great minds uh, think alike, Jeff, uh, the suggested, I had no desire to see that movie uh, until I heard you monologue about it, doc. Uh, <laughs> Sounds about right. I, Cause it looked cool, but <laughs> I didn't, I don't like Michael C. Right. I didn't. And then you cornered me when we were drinking one night and made me promise you that I'd watch that movie. And then uh, I ran it in. There, I loved it. I just I think it's still so good. Great. I love yeah. soundtrack. There, dude. It mm. still it still shows up occasionally on playlists and stuff. Um, number three is the is a movie that uh might would have been number one if the other two movies didn't exist. Almost certainly would have been number one if the other two movies on my list didn't exist. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Noah, you're you're a numbers guy. Those numbers do check, check out. out, right? Um, X two, X Men two is my number three all-time mm. favorite comic book movie because the first one was cool. first one was groundbreaking. Uh, as the Tales Master told us in the beginning of the intro, uh, it set up a bar. It became super financially successful. But my God, dude, from the opening scene with Nightcrawler, like fucking doing Nightcrawler justice in a movie, uh, it had me hooked. Had me absolutely hooked jaw on, like, all the way through. Brian Cox's Striker. Uh, it just, the movie hits, and it still hits to this day. And all the problems... That exists with the the third movie and every sub, and I feel very strongly about subsequent X Men movies in the in the Fox X Men franchise. Uh, talk about Fox uh, after this movie, but mm -hmm. X Two, dude, oh my god! Like then a cast and everyone fires on all cylinders, and this is to me, I mean, uh, Wolverine 
uh, the character, right? Hugh Jackman was born to play Wolverine, and he made his name and became famous being him in the first movie. But the second one, he's like, I'm not just guy with muscles and claws. I'm gonna fucking knock this out of the park. X2, just oh my god, so good. Can watch it anytime. It is the uh, the highest possible rating I could give a Fox superhero movie. Anytime I would ever see it. It's the only one yeah. X-Men movie I will watch once a year. Just because it's, it's fucking perfect. And Magneto. Oh, my God. Magneto in that movie. Oh, my God. But, yeah. X2. Fucking amazing. So, Mac, what's your number three? I, I want to comment on that real Hit quick me. here, Noah. Because uh, that, that's that's one of the movies I had a lot of trouble not having on my list. Because I think that, you know, there are certain things in an X-Men movie that you would want to see happen to make it work. In the first X-Men movie, it was when Wolverine gets in the car accident and he gets up and he's got the big gash on his face and it closes, right? Yep. You buy it. But you can kind of you kind of feel like a little bit in the first X-Men movie that they were starting to run out of money at the end of the movie and the third act kind of well, you know a little bit. took a hit from that, right? It was messy. Um the the seminal images of an X-Men character in an X-Men movie are in X2. Nightcrawler going through the fucking White House. Wolverine going berserker when Stryker's men come into the mansion, right? Being in Bobby's house when he reveals to his parents that he's a mutant and his mom looks at him and goes, have you ever tried not being a mutant? Oh, like, read the social context there. That, yeah. that, mm-hmm. and, and that's what X-Men's all about. Right, it's the social context context. of what those characters go through, and that movie, that movie just, just, just nails it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they did that in the cartoon too, but some of us don't think that's an S tier cartoon. It is the greatest cartoon ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Max. Before we tear you (laughs) apart for that, (laughs) three. (laughs) Hit me, buddy. So uh, I'm going I'm to go with the franchise, gentlemen, that I, I actually had a chance to be a part of, um, as a matter of fact. And it's not the one that I worked on. Uh, it was its predecessor. And this is our first repeat uh, of our lists here so far, gentlemen. But I'm going with The Dark Knight. Mm. Um, that movie is just so darn good. so much fun. And I remember watching it, not realizing that superhero and comic book movies could be brought to that level. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Heath Ledger's performance, and the fact that we're not going to give the Joker an origin story, we're not going to give the Joker, he's not fucking, you know, a, a, a mobster who fell into a vat of acid. He's just an anarchist who is there to do what he needs to do and just destroy the system that he was born into. Um, I always say that a comic book movie is really going to be as good as its villain. And there is no comic book movie that has a better villain than Heath Ledger in this role. He compliments Christian Bale so well. They fucking blow up Maggie Gyllenhaal. They blow up the love interest halfway through. Yeah. They really did. <laughs> and just, 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 just watching that whole scene, right? Um, that whole intro, the whole bank robbery scene where you introduce the Joker, the audio design, the violin every time that's going to start revving up when the Joker's coming in. The only criticism I have of that movie is that I think it was a little bit longer than it needed to be. 
And I think they should have done everything they needed to do so that Two-Face was the villain in the third movie rather than having him be at the end of the movie and kind of shoehorning him in. Um, I felt like that that piece just got away a little bit. Um, but beyond that, I, I mean, it should have been nominated for Best Picture. That movie was just extraordinary that year. Um, I watch it every time that I, I see that it's on. It's, it's, it's almost a perfect movie. Fair criticism as well. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Ah, nice. Speaking of people who like to criticize others, Jafar, what's your number third? <laughs> yep. Uh, number three for me is my second uh, film from the MCU. I'm going to go with uh, Thor Dark World. <laughs> Fuck no, you. I'm just kidding. It's Let's Thor Ragnarok. Even fucking <laughs> no, 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 even Chris Hemsworth didn't that. like fucking <laughs> Thor Dark World, and yeah. he made a shit ton of money from it. Uh, no, my number three is Thor Ragnarok. Look, the fight scene at the end of Thor: The Dark World uh, does so does work, where they're kind of passing through the portals and the dimensions and shit. Like that's okay. The rest of the movie's total garbage. We're not giving that movie any credit, <laughs> zero credit for that movie. But Thor Ragnarok is where it's at. Uh, it was such a departure for that character and sort of the stylistic approach that the MCU was making at that time. It was a bold move to hire Taika Waititi to even get involved. And I think if you look at how Thor evolved as a character from that movie forward, I think it had yeah. huge, impl huge implications on the MCU as a whole. And I don't think if they would have made that pivotal shift of his character, that Thor would be in any conversation really um, when it came to uh, the overarching theme of what what's going on in the MCU, um, but the the style of it, the comedic approach, uh, but it still had that level of heart and that it made you feel for Loki. It made you feel for every for everything that was going on there. I, I think Thor Ragnarok is fantastic film. Number three, solid number three for me. For sure, it's a solid ass number three. Taika took. Taika took the one character that was the most non-relatable in the MCU and humanized him in a way that nobody thought could be done. And like you said, Jeff, it actually yeah. set the standard of what the character is going to be moving forward. Whatever other plans they have, it's all because of him. 100%. Sure. I mean, uh, it's hard to think about it, but Thor was not a comedically enabled character before that movie. And and it's hard to see him as any other way, but that now, because he was so strong, and Hemsworth did so good at Ragnarok, and then it, his comedy added that much-needed levity to the Avengers finale, yep. that it was just like, you can't you can't imagine it without it. Uh, that... Yeah, and if, if you look at, you know, where Loki's yeah. character was prior to that, and the way that his character shifted as well, like, if that would not have happened, would the Loki series even been a series that anybody cared about. And that character certainly wouldn't no, be the same. Now, now Loki's one of the most popular characters. They turned the goddamn yeah. person babyface yeah. from that movie. And... <laughs> oh, did they ever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And and, and you wanted it. You wanted it uh, in the Avengers. So you knew you weren't yep. going to get it. And you and they teased it in the Dark World, but they you, they fucking gave to you. Oh, it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. Speaking mm -hmm. of awesome, Doc, we're getting we're getting into the stretch, buddy. What's your number two all-time favorite comic yeah. book. Yeah, movie? so my number two, and this is like such a cool. This is a really fun episode, uh, just to kind of look at it and then listen. I'm writing down every single one of your the choices you guys have made, and just just to kind of see the side by side. It's really interesting. Uh, and and let's not uh, pretend uh, the X Men are 
my favorite comic property uh, that will that? never on be anything that can can. T- that being said, how many different uh, Logan is uh, number two? I feel like, I mean, Logan. All right, listen. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm not going to say that I can say them in the same like breath. in terms of achievement and skill, but dude, like if you watch the first X-Men movie, not even like the first Wolverine Origins, just the first X-Men movie, and then just watch Logan. The, yeah. The the ability and the room like the that that franchise had earned to be able to film a movie like that is really impressive, right? But outside of that, the movie's just really fucking good. It's, a few films, um, it's one of the one of the very few, again, you know, like a like a handful that like I, you know, when Logan dies, spoiler alert, uh, I fucking got misty like a motherfucker, and I knew it was coming. Like, yeah. it, it, but you felt that, and because I'm watching this character since I was like 16 years old, and go through good movies, really, really bad movies, really, 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 really bad movies, and then this. And it was such a good payoff. And Hugh Jackman, God bless his soul, tall as he is, is an amazing Wolverine. Um, <laughs> the movie's just such an achievement in comic book movies. For and the and honestly, it, I don't really like any of the other X Men movies. Um, I mean, and if, but they're my favorite comic book characters ever. But that's because they are my favorite. They deserve better. And Logan was the first step to being better, in my opinion. Um, that's just an, e- an easy number two. Everything about it was just so well done and, and pulled no punches and did not care about your fucking feelings, you know. So, listen, yeah, and it was yeah, it was such a such a far reach from what we got from all the other X Men movies and mm-hmm. what we got in Logan. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, for me, like the X Men were my one of my favorite properties growing up, but I never, none of the movies did it for me. And maybe it's because I was a Gambit guy and he was never in any of the movies. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, but we don't count that. But but yeah, I think no. I think of the X-Men like, movies, uh, regardless of which generation we're talking about, I think Logan is hands down the best. Is it Jeff and uh, Jeff and Channing Tatum are the only two people that are upset the Gambit movie hasn't <laughs> yeah. happened yet. I was so stoked about that. And now, it's hey, listen, not. Logan, Oscar nomination, best adapted screenplay. It's no fucking joke. No, like no. of all it's, of all the categories good. you can talk about where movie awards suffer concern, like the, the the category that you can't fuck around with are the screenplays, the writing mm-hmm. of the film. Right? There's nobody gives a shit really about the writers. There's not a lot of favoritism or anything there. So if you're gonna sneak James Mangold in there for fucking, you know, helping write that screenplay. Like, and that just goes and shows you that the, the, the merit of that film. Right. No, I, um, I just gotta ask you, doc, do you remember what you told me about that movie that made me want to see it? Because to set the stage, uh, I have been very jaded by the X-Men movies after X2. Uh, we all saw X3 together. We all know our reactions to X3. Um, and I, I feel the way I feel about X-Men First Class and the movies that followed it to the point where I was not going to see Logan on principle. I did not really trust them. And uh, it's one of the few times you ever seriously yelled at me. Uh, no, and you, you said oh, you, all you did was say, Noah, see it. 
and and I was I just I you know you kind of one hand how many times uh, anyone close to me has ever spoken to me that way, and I was like, well, fuck, okay, and uh, and <laughs> so I watched it, and for context, uh, <laughs> my wife has seen the first three X Men movies, uh, and she also feels that X three was so bad she didn't want to watch X Men Origins. Good call on that, or the Wolverine, or any of the reboots. Uh, but she watched Logan with me, and. Uh, my wife was bawling. I, we were both bawling at the end of the movie, and with Patrick Stewart in that movie, dude, with the idea to take to take Professor X and give him dementia, right, is like so dangerously damn, amazing. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. fucking the risks, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a nightmare scenario. No, I got another question for you. Um, one point real, here, real quick, and then a question. Um, Thankfully, Deadpool mm-hmm. works, or we never would have got because Fox would have never yeah. ta- let that property be rated R. But yeah. thankfully, Deadpool works. Deadpool so- made a shit ton of money. Yeah, so they're like, all right, we can do this with Wolverine. Um, number two, um, honest question, no, no, no bullshit here. Days of Future Past, you, you just really disliked that I movie. I didn't see it. I was done. Oh, you haven't seen it? It's not, not terrible. terrible. It's no, not terrible. I, I would, I, I don't, I mean, listen, of, of the movies that were made that were, you know, outside of the original trilogy, I, I do like that one. Let me, uh, yeah, let, let me so. just let me put it this way, and in, in not to detract. X3 was, X2 was so really good. I really, 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 really liked it. X3 so, so was bad. so bad. And then X-Men Origins Wolverine was so, 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 so bad. Uh, with, with the exception of Leaf Schreiber's so Sabretooth, which was well, he he did as best as he could with the fucking source material for having a movie with Hugh Jackman still yeah. in it. And then X-Men First Class, I really liked the first half of X-Men First Class, the first third of X-Men First Class. And I still maintain to this day that if that movie was just Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy chasing around Kevin Bacon without anybody involved, it would have been incredible because, oh my God, Fassbender and the Magneto backstory and going to argentina that's incredible but the movie took such a fat nasty wet dump on my face after that point when you started having to shoehorn other x-men in there uh including some of the very worst (laughs) practical effects i've ever seen in a high budget movie or in that goddamn movie uh that even the whole very cool concept of uh of xavier feeling the coin as it goes through kevin bacon's face which is cool on paper. And it's cool if that was the end of the movie without all the other bullshit in there. I was like, yep. And the credits rolled and I turned it off and had not watched a single X-Men property that I hadn't already seen previously until Jones yelled at me and made me watch Logan. Well, you're welcome. So, that's it. No. Tyrion Lannister is the villain. So, yeah. I know know Dinklage Dinklage is what she's asking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool, which is super cool. I, 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 I love me English, right? But I, I still have to sit through an X-Men movie. So one day, one day, one day right? But number two for me uh, is a repeat we've already had. Um, and it's because it is stylistically one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. And it is Frank Miller's Sin City by Robert Rodriguez. We all saw that movie together. And I, uh, and I, I left that theater uh and like there's certain movies that when you watch we all knew that we liked video and we like movies right but there's certain movies that when you can put them on your list of movies that made you want to make movies and tell stories and do it in an innovative way and fucking seeing that movie i was like oh my god like the risks 
that you took, but you, yep. but the, but still paying homage to the source material. And Robert Rodriguez is so fucking good at what he does. I don't care. Even when it's he's doing Spy Kids, it's good shit, right? But the, to do that, everyone nailing it. <laughs> and here's here's the thing to be says. Do you guys remember when Clive Owen was a thing, right? Yeah. And that there was, and he was he was fucking poised to be the man, and there a couple of bad choices. So that one go away. But this was peak Clive Owen. This was when Bruce Willis was still relevant. Jess Calvo was still new and so damn hot. Um, and every single part of that movie fucking Mickey works. Rourke, part of the resurgence. Mickey Rourke as Marv, so, yeah. Perfect as Marv. Uh, but I absolutely have to say that in addition to it, even if it didn't have the thing I'm about to mention, it would still be my number two all-time favorite comic book movie. But my all-time number one most favorite actress and my absolute uh, could possibly be uh, most celebrity crush of all time is Rosario Dawson without a thousand percent. Absolutely. And uh, despite the fact that we share a birthday, so it might be meant to be in any of that other stuff. Um, the, just the, <laughs> I don't even have to see a picture of her in that movie. I can recall her in that movie in my head. And, um, you know, blood just starts moving in different areas. And I start to stammer and I lose track of my thoughts and I forget where I am. And, you know, uh, it's it's difficult to finish this sentence without wanting to talk more about it in extreme, excruciatingly, awfully graphic detail. Thank God my wife will never listen to this podcast. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, City, Catano, man. so, Matt, you're number two. Just the, <laughs> and the, just the sheer amount of Noah that's about to come out here talking about Rosario. Oh, Dawson, it's like it's, it's a whole other thing. I mean, are we measuring, it, a whole other are we measuring it in courts, leaders? Like, where are we going here? They have not come up with a unit of measurement that would that would have the girth necessary for that conversation. Is, is it is it like that uh, scene in uh, in scary movie when she just gets plastered to the ceiling after the final like when he finally gets to release? Mm-hmm. She's like, "Do it, Bobby! Do it, Bobby!" And he goes, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. just fucking eyes her to the yeah. ceiling. Yeah, but but <laughs> crying at the same time. Uh, I just, just want to say, to, and as because he obviously he does not appear anymore on this list that uh Project doing this made me make a list of what my favorite movies of all uh, currently at this time and robert rodriguez appears three times on that list so that's out of t- you know what i mean like just just mad respect to, uh for everything he does and i i, I think so, that's his so, so spy- what are the other two of oh, curiosity spy kids i mean yeah, uh, yeah. uh well desperado desperado so is just fucking amazing so good yeah. and once upon a time in mexico uh, is on that list as well because it's just for for everything that Desperado does, he's like, oh, I got money to make Desperado now, so I'm yeah, gonna, just gonna do Desperado with a lot more money, and it's yeah, oh. that was running gun the whole way he shot. That was so good, so good, everything Rebel without a crew, dude. Well, so, so yeah, so, since this has appeared on a couple lists here, guys, what's your favorite thread in Sin City, Jeff? Where where do you uh, of those storylines? Which one do you gravitate to the most? Which is your most memorable? Uh, the most memorable for me is uh, Elijah Wood as Kevin. Oh and that, yeah, and that whole angle. That and Marv—that's that's what stands out the most. Just because, like, you've seen Mickey Rourke a million times, and you know what he looks like, and you've seen Marv if you read the books, and they're, you're like, Mickey Rourke doesn't look like Marv. There's no way they're going to make that work. And then he looks like fucking Marv, and it's so well executed, and he plays the part so well. 
Like it's so good. Jones, what about you? Yeah, when I, you're talking about Sin City, which of those threads do you like the most? I don't uh, really like Sin City that much. Oh. So <laughs> I don't remember much. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't dislike it. I just it's a good movie. I couldn't tell you what happened in it anymore. It's been a long does, time. Does, does it have anything to do with Bruce Willis, who's having a bad fucking day and has a real bad fucking headache? But there, there is one line that has stayed with me. I think it was from the, the trailer. Uh, fuck, it was uh, the old, old now and nothing days. They're back. And for some reason, that line <laughs> always stays with me. And I love it. <laughs> that line is what the fuck were the old it what were the now if i want to know yeah but um yeah yeah noah yeah, what about you me. what was your favorite thread he already told movie? us rosary uh, dawson any stage anything rosary dawson that's more than just a thread can't never, yeah yeah there's several threads in a row wrapped around thighs that I've... anyway <laughs> um story uh, ricky Morgan nails it as marv um and I, I again, any movie that, as I said earlier with Dark Knight, any movie with Michael Jai White is better than any movie without Michael Jai White. And I feel the same so, way about Roger Howard. Uh, Roger Howard nails it, dude. And so, and you got it's a movie with the two most powerful B actors in uh, 80s and 90s movie history. You got Roger Howard and Powers Booth are just wonderful supporting roles in this movie. So, but I, I'd have to go Mark. Noah, you, you just said his name three times in a row. He has not appeared. No one said Rutger <laughs> Howard's <laughs> name that many times but, within a short amount, within two minutes. <laughs> in like 27 years. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't appear, <laughs> but he could be upstairs right now fucking my wife. I would, I, I go up there, like, oh my God, Rutger Howard. <laughs> Let me get in on that. That's what you're about to say when you're I love you with Lady Hawk. Dr. Howard's no. He's he's in the middle of eating sushi right now, and he just heard his name three times, just went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mac, what's your number two? All right, Mac, what's your number, number two? two? All right. Um, so much to, as I always like to say, my beautiful, wonderful Stephanie's delights. Number two is, um, to me, the pinnacle of the MCU. Uh, the pinnacle of my favorite character in the MCU. I have watched this movie more times than I probably care to mention. It's at least I've seen this movie a hundred times. Can I guess what it is based on what you just yeah. said? Is it Winter it is Soldier? Absolutely, motherfucking Winter Soldier. On on your left, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I I I love this movie so much. Um, I would put this movie on to fall asleep to as I would go to bed and, and Stephanie would be getting ready for bed and she would go motherfucker on your left again. Like how many times <laughs> <laughs> we just people put it on, on demand because it was on when all the shit was on stars and I would just put it on and I would just kind of fall asleep at just random times. I, I, um, just the portrayal of, of, his character, Stranger in a Strange Land, you know, spy movie, espionage, Robert fucking Redford. Robert just killing it. So good. Um, you know, um, and 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 the realism in the movie, which again is kind of funny to say when the third act is, you know, three helicarriers being launched up into the fucking stratosphere. But like 
I've always kind of said one of the things about the MCU that I wish they got a little bit more to, and they kind of did it with Shang-Chi, but they got away with it in that movie too, is the, you know, in the fight scenes in that movie between him and Winter Soldier, the hand-to-hand combat, the knife flipping, the close contact, the punching and the flipping and, and everything, um, you, you, you buy it because it's actually real. Um, you don't get a lot of that when obviously you have an Iron Man fighting another iron robot. And when you have a Hulk fighting a Thor and stuff like that, you know, you kind of lose some of that, that groundness of the mill of the movies. And this movie is, is, is in a lot of ways, very grounded, um, you know, bringing in Sam, bringing in other characters, you know, fucking um, Gary Shandling is the, as the Senator, um, and and the double cross bringing in crossbones the whole that whole fucking elevator scene when when yeah it's iconic there's a lot of iconography in this movie um and and i just it's it's it is my it is my absolute favorite superhero movie it is not my favorite comic book movie um but i i will i will watch it every time stephanie you can't really hear on the other side of the door she's motherfucking the movie left and right right now because (laughs) just how many times i've made her watch it um but uh yeah captain america the winter soldier nice good call good call jafar yeah number yeah number two for me so uh anyone that has known me for a very long time knows that i am a diehard spider-man fanboy um always have been always will be if we had this conversation in 2021, I would have told you that my number two is Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, stylistically, uh, their portrayal of all the different Spider-Mans, the way they played the multiverse, uh, fantastic movie. I've watched it a hundred times. But because we're in 2022, so then- I'm going to go with Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and I know it's it's fairly new. And some people have not seen it. Some people have seen it maybe once. I've seen it a number of times. Uh, And as a Spider-Man fan, and to see three generations of Spider-Men come together in one, it was such high fan service for me. And it it was so awesome to see that. And, you know, at least for now, that's my favorite Spider-Man movie. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. They're already talking about how they're going to tie in the multiple Spider-Man, Spider-Men into multiple MCU and Spider-Man projects moving forward. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But uh, for me, number two is No Way Home. I mean, you can't say anything better credentials for that movie that it's the only thing that can be remotely considered new that we've talked about on the show. We yeah. called it Audible on our plan and ended our entire uh, episode lineup just so we could talk about that fucking movie. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the third highest grossing movie domestically. The only two movies ahead of it are Endgame and and Star Wars. You know, Force Awakens. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of people feel the same way you do, Jeff. A lot of people have gone in a fucking pandemic. A lot of people have gone to see that movie. Yeah. Uh, I do echo yeah. your sentiments too about into the spider verse. Um, incredible movie. Yeah. So good. Just. All right. Drum roll time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am very excited because it is now time to reveal a round of our number one all time favorite comic book movies. Doc. Mm. 
what is your Just all-time favorite top comic book sure. movie today? Uh, you know, and we've, watched, we've all watched a lot of MCU movies, a lot of X-Men movies, a lot of Spider-Man movies, a lot of, you know, movies based on characters that weren't, like, huge, popular, like, you know, V for Vendetta and, you know, Watchmen. There's a lot of really, really excellent comic book movies out there. Uh, but my guilty pleasure, and still, after Endgame and... And and Logan and, and so many movies that I loved and would wa- I could absolutely watch you know. Constantine is <gasps> such a fucking excellent oh, film. That's so good. And there is yeah. so little wrong with it, on every level to me. Uh, I can I, I I can't tell you how many times I've watched this film. Uh, I will I own it on Blu-ray. I will just pop it in and just watch it, which I don't really do for anything. I just think. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm a comic book person, much like many of you here. So, like, I know who Constantine is. I'm not a DC person by far, but I knew who he was. Uh, So when the movie came out, it was a it was such a cool like they made a fucking Constantine movie. But why? Who who asked for this? But man, was it so good! Like. It approaches so it, even though they give you like a quick brief origin recap, you know, so many minutes into the film, maybe a half hour, maybe. Uh, the movie starts in a way that it does not give a shit if you know who he is or not. It just starts with the exorcism and just goes. Rachel Weiss is in it, which is always a yes. good decision, to be honest. Yes. Uh, everybody does an excellent job in this film. Like, no one's phoning it in. Um, I just love. I love the the, 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 the temperature, the color temperature of all the shots. Does not, love, but the movie again, is in the world. It just Game of Thrones you a little bit, and you just go making references to things that you wouldn't know about characters from experiences that they had in previous issues and previous ball team characters. And you don't you care. Know, it and because it's, it just you just go, man, what does that even mean? Every, and, and it's just it's a good film, and I think it is my absolute, without question, trumps everything else. And I actually, looking back on this list, I'm like, ah, there's not a single MCU movie on the list. And I'm like, how the hell did that even happen? And I realized it's because, well, although I love all the MCU movies, even the bad ones, I don't know if I could go out of my way to watch them again. With the exception of the first Avengers, which I've watched many times, to be honest. Made no way home. Constantine just has a depth to it. Uh, that that very comic book movies have the nerve to have. Um, zero question. Yeah. Number one movie to the moon and back. Wow. Yeah, one thing I love about doing a show like this is there's a lot of shit that we forget about. And I forgot about Constantine, to be honest, even though I fucking love that movie. But I didn't even when I was going through my list, I didn't even like correlate like, oh, yeah, that's a comic book movie, you know, and and that's the beauty of something like this. Mm -hmm. It it brings that shit to to light. And I'll probably go watch it as soon as we're done recording again. That's right. It's it's so good. That movie is so good. And I I own it on on DVD. And it's like Keanu did such an excellent job of portraying that character and rumor has it. He's pushing for Constantine too, currently as we speak. So I'm excited about that. I would 
love that. <laughs> fuck yes. Everybody, Everybody fuck. would love that. Everybody would love that. Peter Storm. I'm just, I, I, and, go and, ahead. And, Sorry, Jones. Go ahead. I was real quick. I, I, now I'm looking at the list again. Uh, I realized that I'm my, I'm, I, you tell like the type of person I am, I guess. Like my list, I'm capped in uh, horror on the one, and my 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 star here, my my my, you know, honorable mention is also horror, and they're and they're both team members. I just fucking realized it. Justice League yeah. part. Yeah. Um, so I think, not do that on purpose, but apparently I did. And 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 I will I will say this. So first off, one of the best lines in this movie is when Constantine's talking to Rachel Weiss's character, and she's like, "I don't believe in I don't believe in the devil." And he looks at her. He's like, "That's okay, because he, he believes in you. You should, because he like, believes in you. You should, because he believes yeah. in you." And and I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, and I feel bad that I don't know how to pronounce the name properly. But Peter Storm Stormer Stormer Stromer, the guy who plays Stromer, yeah. The guy who plays Satan in the movie, the best portrayal mm-hmm. of Satan I think in any Ever. property. Ever M- minus you know maybe minus you know maybe the devil in a legend. fucking legend, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean the best fucking portrayal. He's so fucking good as 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 Satan in that movie. So yeah, Jones, good fucking pull, man. Good pull. Well. You know, what else can I possibly say other than my number one pick for all time favorite comic book movie is fucking Constantine <laughs> on my list as well. No shit. Was easily, easily oh, when I started the list, it started as number one. And I just I tried so hard to bump it off, but it was such a fucking distance between it and Sin City, which was easily number two. That it is so good. It's one that's we're talking earlier about movies you recommend to people. That is easily one of the first movies to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever seen Constantine? You haven't? You gotta fucking change it. It's so good. And so many God, yep, yeah, right there. Flat out. Sit down. Come over to my house. You got two hours. I'll order a pizza. We're watching fucking Constantine. It is so good. Every single part of that movie is fucking incredible. Incredible. It had no and when you're talking about things that have no business being, excuse me, as good as they are. That movie, it, like it's like the the, the 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 all the parts together are you know more valuable than the parts individually. Keanu is peak Keanu and does it better, but he, he's even more reserved for Keanu Reeves and the imagery of hell and the constant suffering and the time lapsing, right? And whenever uh, Rachel Weisz goes in and and gets uh, uh, transported and she comes back up a second later and she's smoldering, right, from being there for what mm-hmm. felt like a lifetime, being ripped and pulled and turned. And fucking the star-making debut of Tilda Swinton too, uh, absolutely like yes. like in in every possible concept of that, and how awesome the scene when he and Shia LaBeouf. We don't even fucking mention the fact that like mm-hmm. this is the first movie where even Stevens guy became a real fucking actor, and fucking steps it up in this movie. <laughs> and the scene yes. where they're doing the fucking uh, where the the army of the dead is between Constantine. And the uh, Rachel Vice giving birth in the in the pool, and he's got to fucking go with the holy water. Oh my god! So yes, without without a shadow of doubt. And when you said I was like you motherfucker, because uh, that's like the name. Does anyone <laughs> so you remember Constantine? It's so how could it not be? That's so yes, without a shadow of a doubt. With with everything else, a distant to and beyond. My number one all time favorite comic book movie. Mm-hmm. 
is fucking Constantine. It's also still my number one all-time favorite movie poster ever. With the black and white and tie. Yeah, and movie poster's tie. excellent. Yeah, yes, excellent shit. Number one with a fucking bullet. Mac. Well, you know, gentlemen, I was uh, was very quiet about this uh, because this has appeared on our lists so far. Um, it was number four for Jafar. It was number three for Herb Jones. Gentlemen, this is my number one. It is not only the best comic book movie ever made, it is the best video game movie ever made. And I think one of the, well, it's, it's, I think it's easily one of the most underrated movies ever made. It is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright's just understanding of what this needed to be. And the pacing, the music, the the cinematography, how we go from regular to wide, uh, to widescreen when they go to battle Mm -hmm. and back. The fact that you're going to sit there and you're going to do something, right? Where you're going to have a movie with seven fight scenes in it. Seven. When your general rule of thumb is, you can get away with three. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your fight in the first act. You got the fight in the second act. You got your fight in the third act. Before there's a redundancy that hits. And, you know, the fact that they were able to give you seven completely different, completely unique Storytelling fights, right? Wrestling. Yeah. Vince McMahon wishes that they could fucking tell stories through their fights the way Edgar Wright and company were able to do this. The fucking cast in this movie, right? Let's just go ahead and just take Michael Sarah off the books for a second, right? Kieran um, Culkin as, his, as, as <laughs> Wallace, right? You're going to go ahead and give me yeah. Thomas Jane and a throwaway as the vegan police. You're going to give me Brandon Routh and yeah. probably the only movie that anybody really likes Brandon Routh in. <laughs> <laughs> and you can yeah, there's no Superman on anybody's list. Any version. I am sorry. I am sorry if he could have put number three on his shirt uh, to do that. <laughs> um, just Anna Kendrick and Brie Larson being tossed in there. Fucking Beck and the soundtrack in this movie. This is I own this soundtrack so album. Good. I listen to it all the time. Just it is so fuck. If Sex Bob-omb was a real fucking band, I would have gone to see them like a half dozen times. Um, just you know, it it's it's the best like mm-hmm. Tekken video game. It's the best you know, movie. It's the best Zelda movie. Gideon Graves being Ganon. Like they just do everything. The Zelda. I mean, I could talk about this movie for fucking years um i are we what oh we're doing that move we're doing oh, and we will. for sure just the the fucking the fucking lens flare that they do when it goes to widescreen when they start the fights so anime, so, so amazing <laughs> it is so that's my point it might probably it might be the best anime movie ever <laughs> made too it just it checks all boxes um and and this is the this is the thing i'll, I'll say about it here too that um I, I care about this. This is one of my all-time top probably seven movies ever that, I, that I've ever seen. Um, 
I, I love this movie. I will share this movie with, I do share this movie with everybody I can talk to about it. Um, it is, it, it is such a perfect movie. I wish this film got the love that it deserved. Over the pandemic, we had the 10 year anniversary of Scott Pilgrim. And they were supposed to do a big re-release and, and everything else. I'm thrilled I saw this movie in the theaters. And um, they did a table read, you know? And, and this was in August. This was when Comic-Con was supposed to be going on in like 2020 and everything. You know, hardcore middle pandemic. You're in the doldrums, right? You can't see your friends. You can't see your family as much as you want to. Shit's closed down. There were no sports. Like there's, there's, you couldn't go to the movies. Like there were no concerts. You couldn't do anything. But they did a virtual table read of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I remember for like the two hours that they did that table read, had almost everybody there, even fucking Chris Evans, Captain fucking America, you know, showed up to at least do his part. I remember feeling joy again. Like just a, a joy of what life was like before all this shit kind of hit. And we all had to like relearn what our lives are going to be after this thing. And that's what that movie is to me. It is pure escapism, pure joy. Uh, and I, I can't say enough good things about it. I absolutely, absolutely love this movie. I look very forward to us being Agreed. able to cover that movie long form. Yeah. yeah so good. It's going to be so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. All right, Jafar, you're the last one up. Number one, baby, what you got? Yeah. Closing it all out. So we've been spoiled with MCU movies over the years, 22 of them to be exact. And to see how the pieces started building early on, all the way back to the original Iron Man, and where was that going? And to see it all come together in Avengers Infinity War, which is my number one comic book movie. To see it all sort of come to fruition, you bring Cap back in, you see everybody scattered, but you're bringing them back together. Uh, you know, we knew all, for years and years that Thanos was this ultimate threat and he was going to be collecting all the Infinity Stones to put the gauntlet together to kill half of humanity. And then to see him fucking do it after all the build it's one of those movies that I've watched so many times and there's certain points in that movie, even now, like I get goosebumps watching it. One is when cap comes out of the shadows in the train station. Mm -hmm. The other is when Thor and rocket and Groot come down while they're battling in Wakanda and just start fucking everybody up. Like Wakanda. that movie. Is so good from start to finish. And it was one of those things like, at that time, everyone was expecting a happy ending. Uh, and then everyone dies. <laughs> and, then, and then it's just black. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's nothing. And everyone's like, holy shit, did they really just do that to us? And I'm like, yeah, they really just fucking did that because we know what's coming next with Endgame. Um, but for me, to, to start to see right. sort of the fruits of the labor of 20 movies start to build towards what was going to happen with infinity war and then end game ultimately infinity wars where it's at for me number one that's such a fun movie oh i mean it gave that movie gave you it, i i when i was 
discussing this with my wife, who admittedly adores the MCU just as much as I do. Uh, we, we discussed Infinity War is the empire of the MCU. It's the turning point. It does not give a shit about your feelings at the end of that movie. And, and you yeah. need it. Oh, oh it hits right you right there, in the dude. And you can't have watched the MCU to that point and not be so emotionally invested at the end of Infinity War that you don't care what happens next. But it also, it gives you the things that you w- never knew you wanted. Like the fucking dialogue between uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Peter Quill for randomly uh what yeah. master do you serve who the hell mm-hmm. who the hell am i supposed to say jesus <laughs> like like just like that fucking di- like of all that dichotomy there like you never knew you needed yeah. it until you got it and that's what the mcu is it's like oh i never knew that the character of loki needed to be a baby face until he gave it to me or that the character of hawkeye could be fucking have so much depth just by making him partially deaf right like just these little tiny details because it's, yeah. so, it's so fucking good so one thousand percent. That's an excellent call. So I think you know my favorite, my favorite ninety seconds of that movie is Doctor Strange versus the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. Like where the Sorcerer, you know, of course he's not necessarily Sorcerer Supreme at this point, but you know where he just, where they just go fucking toe to toe. Like I love. Here's my dick. I'm gonna throw it at you. I'm going to parlay that dick with my dick <laughs> and here's some magic like just that whole that whole sequence there that 90 seconds of those two fighting each other are brilliant and you know credit to the russo brothers who i don't i don't know how you and 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 uh, marcus and mcfeely who wrote the script you know that that team the four of them yeah. for taking that many characters and you don't feel that a single character was under uh, underused in those in those two movies. And and Jeff, I'll agree with you. Uh, even though Endgame has the bigger payoff, I think Endgame is actually three movies. You know, it's three episodes. You know, the way that it's kind of structured. But Infinity War, I think, is is the better movie. Better of the two. Uh, better of the two. But just just the, the the character combinations that they gave you that you never knew you wanted. And now mm-hmm. you want so much more of it. It was just, it was just beautiful. I mean, Thor in there. I love that line where he's like, "He's never fought me." He's like, uh, "Yeah, he has." He's like, "Well, he's never fought me twice." <laughs> it's like, so, so, like, and that, and that, that it's true. <laughs> and I, I can't wait until we eventually do the MCU. If only because to me, one of the things, like on the list of all time things that somebody did even better than I could have possibly imagined that they could do was comic book source material is how the MCU is treated Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Like, so yes. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like the, I, I am so pissed to this day. The black Panther wasn't two hours longer just because I wanted to get into the Wakandan lore. Like, just give me more of that shit. And the fact that we got to see such a pivotal fight mm-hmm. in Infinity War take place in Wakanda, I was just I was just so grateful for it. I mean, it could have taken place on top of an yeah, I would have been happy. Oh, it could have been right? anywhere, yeah. But yeah. the fuck did they put it there? <laughs> oh, yeah, so good, yeah. What a what a learning experience yes. here today to share a bit of ourselves with each other yeah. and and the Can, world. Um, now, before you go ahead and we we head into the the the, the, the finale of this. Good night. I wanna I wanna throw just two special shout outs here. Yeah. 
to two films that without which I don't believe anything we're talking about here today would have happened. I'm going to go first with uh, Superman Returns. Going back way to the 1970s, General fucking Zod giving us a superhero movie in which other superhero movies could come from. And in that same mold, I want to give fucking Blade a shout out. Just to go ahead and say that if Wesley Snipes doesn't fucking slam dunk that character, we don't get X-Men. I don't think we get anything that comes after it. So I... I uh, just want to give a little special shout out to those uh, those two films for you know really laying the foundation which everything else was built upon. Yeah, there's there's so many movies I, I would have loved to have mentioned today. I think Batman Returns should get a, a special because it was uh, how do you take a character, your title character, and the villain, and then flesh out a third character. It's the first real team up, major big budget because they made you invested in Catwoman at the same time too. But there's one movie I want to. Give a real special shout out to because uh, I don't think without this movie that this podcast exists because I don't think without this movie that I have the personality that I do because everybody has that movie that they watched on repeat as a kid. You know, uh, whether it be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or He-Man or something along the lines. But my movie is a Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. It is not. It is not. Fuck Michael Bay and and right in his stupid fucking eyeball. (laughs) I'm sorry. The movie that I watched on repeat as a kid for like two years straight, three times a day, that my mother made sure that I had a copy of when I wore through my copy to keep watching over and over again, is a comic book name. It was Howard the Duck. The Duck. Uh, such a good movie. And in that movie, <laughs> the movie is a banger of a movie. But in that movie, Leah Thompson has sex with a duck. <laughs> And in of all the things that you can pinpoint <laughs> why I am the way I am, the fact she that does. I watched that woman have sex with a duck probably two to four hundred times as a toddler. <laughs> I watched a woman have sex with a duck four hundred times before I was five years old. So that's why I am the way I am. And that's why I am fantasizing and actively engaging Herb Jones in to having sex with a 90s video game peripheral. And here we are. So I want to give a very special the Legacy Award to Howard Duck for making me the man I am today. Another you, another cute Lucas, another cute Lucas film for you there, Noah. Mm, that's, that's all. It's all because of George <laughs> Lucas and his weird neck thing. But we'll do we'll do Howard one day. <laughs> oh, we absolutely and we'll do George, Howard the Duck, and we'll do other George Lucas properties. And uh, I can't see any reason why we should make it a point. To, to make sure that we cover all of the movies they mentioned in our list and sometime in our in our in the run of the oh, show for sure, sure. sure. So, and we appreciate everyone uh joining us here today we got some fun content coming up i'm not going to tell you what it is you just have to tune in next week and enjoy the show uh you know i'll play our outro here at the end of the second but gentlemen any lasting impressions you want to leave the fine people with <laughs> the t- no i just want to say uh thanks for tuning in um, you know, we, we talked about a lot of movies, but there's a shit ton so more that we didn't, that we're barely scratching the surface and best is not always favorite. Favorite isn't always best, Mm-mm. but you like right. what you like. And, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe there's a movie here or two here that we mentioned that the audience hasn't watched that will inspire them to go watch it. Um, and that, that's really all you can ask for, you know? It's uh, it's a good time yeah, to be a nerd. There's a lot of opportunity out there for 
content to be ingested. So go watch some fucking comic book movies. Let me, yes, let me add on to that. Unlike our our music review episodes, where we all, someone loves a song, the other one shit all over it. Someone loves the album and the other shit all over it. There's not one movie that any of us mentioned on any of our list that all of us didn't go, oh, fuck yeah, that movie. So that, there's, uh, there is no, this is a rarity. Unanimous consent from the governing body of nothing good to tell you to go watch some <laughs> Yes, fucking movies. Well, guys. even even the right. even the bad ones, we like Howard the Duck. We're like, oh, fucking Howard yeah. the Duck, you know. That movie's not bad. Um, that movie's not fucking. I, 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 I want. <laughs> so I want to say that you know, <laughs> give Fuck give give when when you're watching your comic book movies, everybody, the twos always tend to be a little bit stronger than the ones. So mm-hmm. if you go ahead and you start getting into a franchise and. You know, maybe the first one doesn't quite hit all the right chords for you. Make sure you stick with it to the second movie because, you know, the second one typically is the one where they really find their rhythm and then fuck it up by the third one. Um, but the last thing I want to say, everybody, is that, you know, all this stuff that we talked about here today is coming from a source. It's coming from the page. You know, go to your local comic book shop. Go ahead and throw them some business. There are some great comic books that are out there. I just picked up Keanu Reeves' uh, Berserker. Uh, I can't wait mm-hmm. to to go ahead and kind of read through that. Yeah, everybody, not only is Keanu Reeves in every fucking comic book movie now, but he's also writing them, right? Um, you know, go to your comic book shop. Go ahead and buy buy Watchmen. Get the fucking greatest graphic novel ever made. Get, ever. Ever. Easy. Go ahead and get Batman the Killing Joke. Get, go ahead and get fucking Scott Pilgrim uh versus the world or go ahead and get sin city and just read through and look at the artwork that these that these things we're talking about are founded on um you're gonna like what you see everybody you're gonna like what you read you're gonna you're gonna get a new hobby so go ahead and throw them some business you'll you'll be happy you did you'll never regret it doc final there is no shortage because of the jones household fucking right we were we read you know what when we post this episode We'll throw some of our proper. What are we reading now, right? And what are some some of the more recent releases? Maybe people can can get on. But speaking of recent releases, every Tuesday on your same podcast network, the same podcast channel, whatever the fuck you want to do, we're getting out of here. Everyone, take it easy, boys, and take it easy out there, especially you, Peru. Fucking you, succulent. you saucy, sweet, sweet succulent, we'll see you next week. nation. Mm. Nothing good.